0: Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast, actual play of the Mummy's Mask Adventure Path, episode number 48. 2 until 50. 48. 2 until 50. Just a short hop, skip, and a jump away. Yay. So, yeah. Hopefully, everyone out there is uh, as excited as my table of very tired players
1: <laughs> Hey, but you know what? Then we're middle aged, right? Oh, yeah. 35 yeah. is middle-aged
2: in Pathfinder
0: land. I was going to say, well, yeah, we've been middle-aged we've been, in Pathfinder. We've been, though. No. <laughs> I think I'll remind everyone that I mocked Jordan at the opening of one of the most recent episodes for making a midlife crisis
3: joke.
1: It's funny because I made this
3: Oh, yeah. You see, it's allowed as long as it yes. not 50 me. is over as long as the hill.
1: <laughs> that's the 50th birthday. You get the little can- candles that look like tombstones. The whole deal. It used to be 40, though. Well, people live to 100 now. For
0: all of our 50-plus listeners out couldn't. there, we don't think you're over the hill.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Anywho.
0: So, yes, when last we had left our heroes, all of you were recovering from your knight's activities and the battlings of Thelriana, as well as the battles against the undead judge returned back from the grave to enact vengeance upon the city once again.
1: Old
2: eye taker. Yep. yep. Well, that happened in episode Old I take 40, 46. Dude, he got
1: another creepy
0: note. Yeah, got another creepy Dang note it. from another fan. Maybe the same fan. You don't know. You could have multiple.
1: I think it's the. Uh, I think it's Latetmanev's uh, friend.
3: No. Kwasen oh. is writing you love His... notes. But yeah, I was <laughs> like. No, uh... they, he
1: said he knew somebody that <laughs> it was yeah. in the No uh,
3: Yeah, it's one of the. I card think we they're called ro- stalkers. We, we rolled on it, but I've already forgotten the name of them. The.
1: The people in the in the in the dead city.
3: Yeah, but I, dark I, folk. Yeah, dark, the folk. dark folk. But I mean, I guess it's possible. But they—why would they know me unless they really like me because my fur is black? I don't know. Maybe it was the uh, the guy in black that you saw. Maybe he saw you too.
4: Yeah, because we never identified the guy right. at the house <laughs> of Pantherio.
3: And we have like the we're on like a Craigslist misconnections right now. <laughs> yeah, if you just check your Craigslist. That's your problem. The old Craigslist. The Goodness. old Craigslist. You had
0: gone and spoken with. Septi the crocodile as well as Nikat Shepis, the commander of the voices of the spire there had been a somewhat tense exchange between the two of them and tetmanib had kind of done that thing where he just opened the door and shoved all of you into the middle of this conversation
1: it was
4: great that's, that's <laughs> kind of
3: how he rolls <laughs>
4: And nobody tells him what to do because
1: everybody's scared that he's crazy. I didn't know you were in here having a conversation.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You had learned during this time that the voice of the spire, the situation in the city seems to be somewhat, at the very least, the situation on the walls seems to be more dire than initially given the impression of. And the voice of the spires are losing numbers to slow attrition. And as such, with the realization that a second pulse has come, and with the anticipation that a third pulse will come again with sunset.
2: And apparently, it's outside the city walls because undead are rising like in the farmlands outside the city and things like that, too.
0: Yeah, I would say probably, yeah, I'll say probably all of you also realize this that if it's somewhere in the necropolis and it's large enough to engulf the entirety of the rest of the city of Wati, which is to the south. It would probably extend the better part of a mile or two into the surrounding farmlands also. Well, no, um, Shepes told us on that. Yeah, because the necropolis is not centered on the city that it's stretching out far beyond that. So Shepus, having had a ritual passed down through the aeons, was going to enact a ritual that would allow him to open effectively a gate to the lands and summon forth a army of psychopomps to deal with the undead menace in the city.
4: But that wouldn't necessarily solve the problem.
0: No. Well, I think <laughs> it, it would seem like his idea is that that would allow them the voice of the Spire to actually push through and attempt to locate where this is. Because right now they're too busy with damage control trying to keep the walls safe.
4: Yeah, but putting the rest of the city at risk. We saw what those psychopomps could do. Oh,
0: uh, yeah, but...
2: His goal is find this mask and stop it.
0: It's it's the needs of the many. You know, yep. it's the idea that Wati's population isn't nearly that of Awn's. So sacrificing this city to save a much larger city is the best course.
4: Citra does not agree.
0: And fortunately, you had managed to convince him because Septi the Crocodile also does not agree. Uh, Good. And had managed to convince him to allow all of you to go into the Dead City. However, unfortunately, because of the attrition rate, you're not going to be given a great deal of time.
4: And he said he couldn't necessarily even guarantee that.
0: Yes, yeah, if, so. if things got worse. Because you only have two points, you can't be positive. It's like, okay, this is the power of the pulse the first time, which is super powerful. This is the power of the pulse the second time, which was not as powerful. If the pulses continue with the second time, maybe you have three days. If the pulses start building back up in strength and raising even more undead, he can't guarantee that much time. Yep. So having learned all of this, you had all made your way out. Actually, before you even made your way out from there, though, Sudi was reinstated as a member of the Voice of the Spire. Oh yeah, mm-hmm. meaning that all the rest of you can effectively act under. Like, Sudi has kind of been promoted to party leader as we're far like, as the Voice of the Spire are concerned. We're, <laughs> we're
1: technically like like deputized, I guess. Yes. look at me,
3: I'm the captain now.
1: We have to get you a really cool eye patch.
3: <laughs> yeah, I, I need an eye patch that has like the symbol of Phirasma on it. <laughs> I need a cool eye
0: patch and also now like a big hat. Because I'm in charge.
5: I we have, have a I need, I need
3: a shiny badge <laughs> to put on my uh, on my robes. I have little
1: a piece sheriff's of turquoise. badge kind of thing. A little
3: a little turquoise. Badge, yeah. I don't think the turquoise is the color of Phirasma. It needs to be like an amethyst. I got something
1: nothing. Ooh, for you. he wants something fancy. Yeah. Fancy. <laughs> I
3: don't know. It's the only purple gem that I know of. So. It,
1: amethyst is purple. That makes sense. Yeah.
3: Yeah. I just went in yeah, for purple. there's gem. plenty
1: of
4: like normal stones that aren't amethyst <laughs> that are purple.
3: Oh, there. Are? Oh, there oh,
4: are. There's some. There's Pot like. Tell us about purple stones.
0: Salt. Anyway, <laughs> purple rock salt. <laughs> purple rock salt. Weird. Following this, though, you had made your way out before the party in general, although Sudi and specifically was approached by the familiar form
2: of the, <sighs> the, light viper. the viper. The viper. I hate that guy. <laughs> Not Everybody a fan. hates
1: that guy. I love that guy, but Segura hates that guy.
2: No, Heather and Onyurs hate that guy. I want to stab him in the face repeatedly. And he
3: gave us a whole impassioned ask that he wants us to rescue his son.
2: And that's where the episode well, It wasn't really
3: even necessarily impassioned. It was
0: just, I need you to go in here. I've got some people, the Sunrise Fellows, inside of the dead city. Now they're
3: trapped in there. By the way, he's my son.
1: Yeah. You're a terrible father. But we'll go.
3: Well, I mean, everybody's <laughs> got to grow up at some point. So, you know, it could be the I last. Don't, I don't know if this son is like 12 years old or 27. He's probably you know? If he's in
4: the necropolis, huh? I hope he's an adult. Yeah, he's probably older. I thought he kind of hinted that he was older, like he was running one of the
3: groups.
1: Yeah, he was at, he at least was, our age. Trying he to, prove, to himself.
3: prove himself.
1: Yeah. He's at least our age.
3: Yeah, so I mean, I—that I, I, could be a teenager thing, or that could be a—I've just been. All in the my rest dad's of you shadow. are
1: teenagers. Yeah, yeah. I'm 18. You're so 16. Could be 18. That's my age.
3: Uh, 17. Excuse you. <laughs> you
1: are 16, going on 17. <laughs> yes,
3: yes, I am. Uh, Fellows, oh, we'll sweet. get in line.
0: So yeah, as we start back up, the rest of the party standing awkwardly nearby, I think trying to drop some eaves. <laughs> Looking in the direction of Sudi and the, uh, the Viper, who I believe had just put his arm around Sudi. and, oh, and the most close unc- to him. We, we all said so we were ceiling. even that far
1: away. I thought we were just, like, standing. No, quickly. no, he did. He no, he pulled silly. him pretty far away. Uh,
3: it's so creepy. Like, he's invading my personal space. I don't like it. And I believe he had left off with,
0: I need you to save my son.
3: Oh, you had to pull the family card, didn't you?
0: You and I, Sudi, we're family here. I need you to, to help me. I don't expect you to do it for old times sake, as much as uh, that would be nice. No, of course I I will compensate you for the danger that you'll put yourself in.
3: What kind of compensation are we talking about here?
0: I have an item in my possession. It would sadly be of little use directly to you. However, for your priest friend,
3: I think it would be quite helpful. I think I'm going to need something more specific, than it would help a priest friend of mine.
0: <laughs> he takes his hand off from around your shoulder, slides it up his left sleeve before pulling out what looks to be about a foot-long rod of metal. It is a magical rod that would allow your friend's spells to more fully affect the, uh, let us just say, the uh,
3: less corporeal of the dead. Sudi has no idea what this is, so he's gonna, like, make an eye over to, like, Onuris, like, eh?
2: (laughs) Onuris can't identify whatever that is from however many feet away.
3: (laughs) Trust me when I say that it would be
0: very useful. Regardless, though, I'm asking you simply to do what I believe is your calling now. To safeguard the living against the dead.
3: Uh, You're not wrong. I'll do it. But only because I believe in preserving life... And because I'm going to take that rod from you.
4: (laughs) You Also, like, hey, this also means, like, we're done, right?
3: This is the last favor you get, Viper.
0: This is a task beyond any other that I would ask of you. Once we have done this, we may go our separate ways. Although, I feel perhaps you will need me again. Mm. At that point, though, it will be your decision. He hands over the rod before reaching back into his shirt pocket and producing a small piece of paper. Provide this to them. It has my seal, and they will know it is from me. They are unaware that there is a, uh, an agreement between our organization and the city, and that they are now, mm, let us simply say, free of the negative repercussions of their previous actions.
3: Mm. All right. So he takes it, glancing at it, it, does it have anything like fancy on it? Like it's,
0: it's not even sealed, just opening it up. It basically explains this is the situation, this is Lucky Contar and Little Mabe, and
5: the
0: old names, and that they're here to secure your position and will escort you out. Mm. Alright. I understand, of course, that you may not be able to escort them out immediately, but uh, once you are able to... I imagine once you go in, you'll be trapped.
3: Most likely. That's the plan, anyway.
0: <laughs> well, I wish you luck, Sudi. Mm.
3: We'll be in touch. Sudi, like, makes a... He moves with purpose away back to his group. Not trying to be like... He doesn't want to look like he's, like, running away from him. But How? he is moving with great purpose. And <laughs> like he has somewhere to be. But... <laughs>
0: The viper glances over the group, gives all of you a a sly wave before making his way off into the uh, limping away towards one of the nearby alleys to retreat back from the sunlight into the blessed cool of the darkened alleys.
2: Like the cockroach he is. What's that stick?
3: (laughs) (laughs) The viper needs us to do something while we're in the necropolis.
4: Oh don't play that game. No. What are we
3: doing? Well this one is is not that bad. Yeah. There's an adventuring group that's still stuck in the necropolis.
2: And he cares.
3: Because one of them is his son.
2: I still find it surprising that he cares. He has a son?
3: Apparently.
1: Huh. He's new to me as he? well.
0: I don't know. I mean appearance wise he looks like
3: he's probably in his early forties. Oh, oh okay.
1: Oh, okay. So. Well, I didn't think he was young. I just It's weird that he has a son.
3: So he gave me this note to give to him to tell him that we're helping.
1: I take the note. I look at the
3: note. Hmm. Yeah, I know. Weird.
1: So does this mean that you're
4: like three of them afterward? Yes. I know that, Segira. you said you bought your way out, but does this mean that you're done?
3: Yes, but this one is not a... Especially onerous task, because I would want to save them anyway.
1: hmm We probably would have helped them out anyway if we had known they were in there.
3: Well, we didn't, so there's that. Yeah. But he also gave me this stick. It's He a says it will help you. He uh, it is a
0: fine slender metal rod capped with what appears to be a jackal head. Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's cool. Yeah,
2: uh, 27 on Spellcraft. What is it?
0: Chanting and toning, saying your prayers to horse. distantly, and Eagle screeches. <clears throat> Falcon. This is a lesser ectoplasmic metamagic rod. Mechanically, it means that you can activate this three times per day. It will affect spells from first to third level, and any spells that are affected by this will do full effects against any corporeal creature. Oh, that
3: wow. goes well. that's yeah. I was gonna say one metagaming. Oh no, um, <laughs> <laughs> two. I was just like, I could have used this last night. <laughs> <laughs> right. Two. This is one of those times where uh, when we see things like this, that I'm like, I always forget that you can get ectoplasmic as a uh, as a meta magic feat. So it's a it's nice a great feat. It is a great feat because well, if you know that you're going to be fighting, yeah, you, a if, lot if of you know you're going to be fighting them, yeah, it's, it's a little situational, but uh, yeah, because the actual metamagic
0: meta feat. feat is only a plus one, kill, yeah. so it's not that bad. So a fireball that does full damage against the undead and corporeal undead as well. Pretty useful. Yeah.
3: yeah. So uh, that's all cool. But uh, yeah, I guess I hand it over to you because I, I can't use it. Interesting. He said it would be useful for you and probably helpful for us as we go through the necropolis.
2: I wonder who he stole it from.
3: I'm not going to ask. <laughs> On your size and puts the rod away.
1: <laughs> I think it's funny that Anyuris has a rod. Oh my god, <laughs> Jessica's 12. Because <laughs> well, he's kind of like a stick in the mud, now he has Rod. I don't know. I
0: I was going to give you the benefit of a doubt of the doubt that you're going with your pharaonic belief, where
3: they're always oh, holding yeah. the, the crook yeah. and the rod. No, I wasn't. So I was giving her funny. too much credit. Yeah, that was a little too much credit, but uh, that, <laughs> I, I like your explanation even better, Rick.
4: That's No.
3: He's not don't, a you, don't you wear that's a headdress right now? No. Um, you need to get I a headdress. I don't dress.
4: have one. <laughs> Well, looks like we have a pretty solid goal in mind. We have those things to activate, right?
1: The The
0: uh, Gallic Compasses. Yes. So you guys were actually given
3: four leads. Do all of you remember what those four leads were?
1: Yes. Bellamia... We're the, gonna take the uh, island entrance.
3: So yeah, well, so we've got the island. I guess right. I don't know if that's There's, a clue. Well, so the
2: Mia, the Dark Stalkers, which are Minip's friends, the mm-hmm. activating the things, and that's the only three. What's the well, one? Well,
0: and now the Viper
3: is pointed oh, yeah. to yeah, people so that if, are actually inside there that
0: may have some information as well.
3: Oh yeah, yeah maybe, but I
1: prioritize them last.
3: Yeah, I mean they presumably <laughs> been, well they presumably been in there like I mean at least a couple of days, so. Oh. Well, well, yeah, but
1: have they been looking for this mask?
0: And a, a little throwback, actually, is on day
1: You saw them two,
2: enter the... Sudi
0: recognized members of the faded that you yep. had dealt with previously yeah. as one of the other groups, and then you had heard after that... Actually, I don't think you guys heard until... I think it was Girls' Night Out that one of the groups went missing entirely in there. Yeah, so they've probably actually
3: been in there for... A week. Now. A week. Yeah. How in the world are they surviving for a week? Out They probably ran out of food, didn't they?
4: Well, they probably brought a cash... Or- Supplies oh, with might,
3: them, yeah. I that's true. They've turned to cannibalism.
1: They just have rings of <laughs> sustenance. <assessments.
3: laughs> that. that actually would be uh, an effective way.
0: They've been eating nothing but stolen saffron. <laughs>
2: uh,
3: just raw saffron. Just raw saffron.
2: <laughs> Yikes! I still think we should deal with the Lamia first. Mm. They'll likely start to hunt us down once they figure out we're there, and they may already be connected to the cult. We might be able to get some information from them.
1: It's true, but if we talk to Tatmanib's friends first, that gives us a place to be in safety, maybe.
3: Well, relative safety, we still don't know their disposition to us.
4: Right, but... But it's likely that we could have a sanctuary to return to in case... Again, once we're in, we're in. And And they would know that city better than anyone.
2: We have a rough map of the necropolis, don't we?
0: Uh, You actually have a very accurate map. Okay, so what's the
2: from where we're entering through the secret passage? What is the closest thing out of the things on our list? Besides, Uh, we don't know where the gang members are, but out of the Lamia, the five points, and the safe house.
0: So, looking over the map that you have, this tunnel should take you through, or basically under the river, under the the docks district, and into the dry veins section of the necropolis. From what you can tell, looking at your own map, there actually is one of the Elegatic compasses in the Dry veins. So So that would be the closest thing that you would run into once you reach there.
2: And then, what else is on the way to meet the... Is there anything else after that on the way to talk to the uh, Dark Folk? Uh,
0: If you followed along the southern... Effectively, the Wall... Mm between the living city and the dead city the western wall so if you followed along the western wall between the living city and the dead city you would pass by where one of the other eleganic mm-hmm. compasses is supposed to be okay if you went through the center of the city and this was actually included as part of the note because on the back of that note was written a name mm-hmm. of a place uh, that was provided to Sudi that was named the I keep wanting to say essential oils
5: but that's
3: <laughs> um the essential no. oils no we say no to the big pyramid in the center of the necropolis
0: Mm. Come on, you just get two of your friends to then, uh, no.
4: <laughs> what? I'm so confused. Pyramid Essential scheme. oils
3: pyramid are scheme. one of the, yeah. It's the a pyramid scheme. Multi-level marketing, which is. Oh, yeah, yeah.
4: Like that party we went to. <laughs> yes.
3: Yeah, like the doTERO and stuff like that is also. Yeah. Fun. Some lady uh, tried
4: to get us to put lavender on our dog's nose because she was like, oh, yeah, it calms them down. I'm like, yeah, because it poisons them.
3: Because <laughs> they're going to die.
0: Uh, the Windward Winds Oil Company is written on the back of this note. Mm -hmm. Windward Winds. Windward, as in the side of a sand dune. Yeah. Winds W-E-N-D.
3: Oh, okay, because I was like, that's kind of a weird name. Yeah, Windward
0: Wind Oils Company. Okay,
3: so like his name was Wind or something like that.
0: You don't know exactly where this is. However, it would probably be in the market section, Mm -hmm. which is in the center of the dead city. Oh,
3: this is probably like a safe house or something. That is the
0: area that you are kept from going into by the voices of the spire because of the extraordinarily strong ghoul presence.
1: Cool, great. So and
4: that, that's where the gang
2: people went? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah,
0: yeah.
3: And and then, They probably okay. have a
2: safe house is there. it Past the marketplace is where we'll find the dark folk.
0: You'd have to go past onto the other side of the marketplace all the way to the southern portion of the dead city, which would take you to the Sunrise Hill, the noble section.
2: Well, I suppose Onuris furls the map and looks it over... We could find the first- what are those little thingies called compass. again? Eligarch. Compass. Compass. We could find the first compass point in the dry veins where we exit, make our way through the center of the city, pick up the gang members, and take them to the presumably safe house that the Dark Folk have. That way, they're closer to the exit when we're leaving. Hmm. Depending on how we have to leave.
0: Well, keep in mind that the tunnel that you're taking in will seal back behind you.
2: Mm-hmm. You yeah. won't have, really have to an take experience. the main entrance back out. They need or to have somewhere to stay, something. though, for the. And if we take them there. to the Dark Folk, they should be safe. If oh. the Dark Folk live in the city, they have to have something fairly secure.
3: Mm. It's true. I mean, most likely they're. Uh, they most likely have some kind of cave or underground area that they stay in. So, I mean, if nothing else. Depending on what they do with their dead, well, it may not be safe there.
2: They have to eat, don't they? Oh
3: yes, no, I'm so sure they So they should have out.
2: food and things like that for these gang members. And then we can pick them up on the way out. The Noble District isn't too far from the main gates. And mm. it gets them out of the center of the city, which is the most dangerous part of the Necropolis as far as we know right now.
3: Right. The other assumption I just realized, we're assuming the mask doesn't move. Mm. When we do these compasses, they're going to give us a specific area, a direction, more or less. ...that the uh, strongest necrotic power is. If it's moving about the city, it's going to become even harder to see it... ...because we'll be getting different directions. So, I'm but really hoping If it's we activate
4: moving. all of them, I thought that it was supposed to be fairly accurate.
1: Yes, because we have to activate them all at the same time. No, we don't. close. Uh, yeah, you- but what Jordan's saying is that if we activate one, wait a day... ...and activate the other, it could have moved in that night... Yeah, which the But they're the all spread out throughout.
2: I don't know if we could hit all five of them in one day because they're all spread out through the Necropolis with all the fighting and stuff we'd have to do to yeah. move between.
3: Yeah, well, one I'm, and I'm the just other. pointing out a potential problem we may run into. If
1: we could even get two.
3: Because um, basically, what you can do, and this is a little bit of a, I assume sudy has got some orienteering um, experiences. Like if you've been given three directions, you'll get, you should get an intersection line. But if you, if they don't line up exactly, what you'll end up getting is a triangle in the center that's going to tell you the area that you can search. So.
1: Yeah, triangulation.
3: Yeah, at the very least. And the compasses will point
0: you, generally speaking, but it's still, it's giving you a, it's somewhere in this kind of vicinity. So the more of them you activate, the more specific of an idea. I mean, technically you could just activate one and then try hitting every building in that line. Yeah, that. No, that's
2: why I'm saying we go in, we activate the one in the zone that we're gonna be in. We cut through the center of the city, get the people that are hopefully still alive and take them to a place that should be safer. Until we can get them out. And then we can activate the rest of the compasses and deal with the Lamia. Because I have a feeling the Lamia are probably going to be in the same sector as a compass anyway. So we're going to have to probably...
4: I also wonder if they probably don't move it very often. Because this thing may wake the dead, but does it give them control?
3: Because if not, then they would be in
4: just as much danger as we were just wandering the city.
3: I mean, it's true. We also don't know what kind of object this is. We've been assuming it's the mask, but it could be something much larger. It's
2: We're very pretty true.
4: It's a mask because
2: we saw where it was resting. But Sudi's saying we don't know if it's the mask that's doing this. It could be something else. There
3: could be some other artifact that's causing it.
4: Unlikely, but yeah. <laughs> it is
2: possible. So I'm just saying it's possible. Are we agreed on that plan? Then activate the first compass, try to find the viper's son, and then go to the dark folk?
3: I, I think agree so. with
0: this yes yeah. Yeah. you do all know that the the dead seem to be more active at night so, and that's when that next yeah. call pulse is going to be so you're also going to need to find a place to secure yourselves
2: and we could stay with the dark folk in the evening as well
0: I mean they're allies of tetmanib so hopefully they'd be allies of yours as well I mean yeah we'll uh we're definitely going to be doing the name dropping yeah because unfortunately well fortunately unfortunately however you want to take it you know, can we
2: take Questin?
0: Uh pff.
3: no Hey, we're friends of
2: Teviniv. Look, we have Kwasin.
3: (laughs) That's a good question. I don't know (laughs) if he would have ever revealed that Kwasin is, like, to anybody, even his allies. Yeah. Yeah. He kept Kwasin
4: very close to the vest.
3: In large part because
0: Kwasin is here.
4: Illegally. Illegally almost (laughs) hiding
0: from Phrasma, trying to redeem herself. Poor
2: Kwasin.
0: I know. But yeah, the, the fact is, is, while you guys were very honorable and respectful to all the places that you went during your initial exploration, you have no idea whether Akintepi is up and moving around down in his tomb now. You oh. have no idea how many of the people in the House of Pantheru are back up and oh, tromping around. Yep. Like, oh,
4: no.
5: There's
0: nowhere that you've gone that is secure. <laughs> Yeah, because there is no building in the dead city that isn't stock full of dead.
3: Yeah, I was gonna say because we we didn't desecrate the dead, we didn't move them out or anything. So they, if they weren't, well, I mean, even if they were properly consecrated, it's been like thousands of years. So who knows if the magic? Well, in many of those
0: cases, that should still be fine. The problem is, is while you were all respectful, not everyone, not everybody was, not everyone might have been i mean in many cases i think you guys left a whole bunch of you left all the holy symbols with all the followers Mm -hmm. of death is down in the the crypts yeah Yeah. hopefully that kept them in their sarcophagi but
1: well they also had heavy lids so yeah
3: well yeah it it really depends but yeah it depends on what they they revive as if they're mummies i think they'd be strong enough to move it but if they're like you know skeletons and zombies maybe not maybe
4: not yeah
2: well we have a plan now that's See what we can find, sell what we can on the market, and buy anything we think might be useful.
3: Agreed. And head
4: out. And cash uh, out with the church.
1: Yes.
3: We, we'll need every resource we have available think, to us.
4: I think we should probably bring extra food for the gang members. Just in That's case. A good idea, right. Especially actually. if they've been in there for a week. And, and we yourselves all are going to need at least three days. for worth
2: ourselves. Yes. Yep. I can create water, but we'll have to bring hardtack.
3: All right. Well, let's sit up the market, get anything you think you need. We'll go to the temple, we'll get any healing we can afford, and then we'll go to Ubet's Folly.
0: Well, actually, before you were told to go to Ubet's Folly, they actually told you to go to, to the Temple of Wajet, and that you'd be able
3: to find someone there to, to take you boat. across. Yeah. Oh, right, right, too. that's right, because we need the We need a yeah, boat. Because it's it's out in the middle of the... Because it's, yeah, it's a it's an island on the river, yeah. right? Yeah.
1: I gotta buy another hot out. weather outfit, because I'm gonna give these priest robes back to that
3: <laughs> uh, temple. That's a good idea.
0: Um... Now, for all of our listeners out there, our party has fortunately purchased all of their gear off-air, so you don't have to deal with all the rest of that. And you guys bought and sold all of your stuff, got your stuff ready.
3: Is there anything fancy that you guys picked up? Uh, anything I, did, fun? I did actually pick up something fancy. Um, oh, wow. So, I had to do something kind of weird, um, because I have an amulet of natural armor, but if anybody's ever played a monk before, they have a magical item called the Amulet of the Mighty Fist. Um, it's the equivalent of getting enchanted, you know, plus one, plus two weapons. So um, it's actually uh, really useful for monks to kind of further increase your damage a little bit near to hit. Uh, so I got that, took my uh, amulet of natural armor and actually converted it into a ring slot. You actually gave your amulet natural armor to, to Citra. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah we worked that out. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then purchased a ring of natural armor instead. Yeah. Um, so uh, it's, a, it's a little bit more expensive to get something that's a... Uh, that's slotless, so I went with something that just takes another slot. um, It's twice
0: as expensive if you want it to not take up an item slot at all.
3: Yeah, so so. this is only, uh, what I think uh, 1.5 times this, so um, one of those uh, weird tips that I only figure out because I've played with Rick and Rick knows the rules backwards (laughs) and forwards because I would have never thought of doing that. Um, so yeah, I have a ring of natural armor now.
0: Um, yeah, you got a nice ring of natural armor. You got an amulet of the mighty fist, so you can uh, punch
3: ghosts. Yeah. So no, past that, um, I'm just same, rocking the same stuff because the amulet of mighty fist is five thousand gold for a plus one. So I'm I broke believe, again. I uh,
0: believe Segura took Natron's fang, which was a majority of the her, majority of the the her money. Yeah. yeah.
1: But she had enough left to, you know, get a nicer chain shirt. She bought Sudi a fancy phrasma spiral eye patch. Oh, it you has did? like oh, real you did. silver, oh, so I paid like a whole gold piece instead uh, of a whole silver piece. Oh,
0: just gonna say uh, that's what Fulta was out searching for. Is Too why bad. you guys were
1: in
3: that. He was out looking for. Sudy so can have a variety of eye patches to wear.
1: Sakura feels I, I do guilty. Need,
3: I, do, I was gonna say I need to have them in various like styles because like if we ever go you know go to a fancy party, he's gonna need his fancy party patch.
1: Sure. So, <laughs> Gera mostly just felt guilty and bought you that, and bought you some specially made Catfolk boots that make you stealthier. They're called soft paw boots.
3: Okay. So, okay. Yeah. She just passed me a sticky. They're pretty here. cool. Uh, so, soft paw boots uh, plus one circumstance bonus to stealth DC. DC to follow tracks is plus two. Yep. Oh, it increases the DC if somebody's following me. Right? Yes. Okay. All right. Cool. So, little know. paw wrappings. I do have a. Uh, yeah, I, I was gonna say because actually been walking around with foot wraps this whole time. So. Yeah. You have
1: some nice boots. Aw, Sagira cares. Sagira feels real guilty.
3: <laughs> I mean, okay. Yeah. Her <laughs> S- whole
1: job is to protect people.
3: I know it's. Sad. S-
1: Suti's probably just like. What Every is time going she looks on. at Sudi's
3: face, it reminds her of her failure. Anyway, oh. it's also, yeah, it's also one of those things where uh, we've been friends for a long time. I think year and I have been, you know, running around together for like what, like five, ten years. Yeah, wow. In, yeah. in the back, yeah. So uh, I, I like to think that we've gotten each other gifts occasionally, and not that Sudi is just sad and never has gotten a single gift in his life <laughs> that didn't come with strings attached.
4: You've been running around since you were five years old. Yeah, we've been running around probably uh, six or seven. Actually, years.
3: yeah, it's probably six or seven years because I uh, <laughs> I started at twelve. Uh, Sudi started at eight. So, okay, that's yeah. not to say
4: you were five years old when you were running around
1: with the gang Dang. no no no
3: Sudi so, yeah, was eight whenever his uh, his adoption <laughs> so not
4: much better
1: I also bought a reinforced scarf so that I can tie people up with a cool scarf
3: Sudi so was selling
0: illegal cigarettes in preschool yeah uh, oh oh that's so bad that's so sad
4: that's terrible it's really just the candy ones you know
0: no. Oh, that's, that would uh, be Oh, there you right. go. That's cute. <laughs> that, that's, that's, that's more, that's, that's, that makes me feel a little Nothing bit better. Nothing but candy cigarettes and those bubblegum cigars they used to sell. Oh, my right. God, yeah. Those are great. Oh, man. So what about Citra?
4: Um, Citra did a lot to up the armor class that was, uh, failing her recently and getting her hit. Um, I got, uh, Sudi's Amulet of Natural Armor. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went ahead and bought a Ring of Protection and I upped my Mithril Chain shirt to be plus one. Yeah. And I got another, uh, plus one Kukri so that I'm rocking two magic Kukri's now. Hey, there you go. So, and then...
0: Uh, yeah, because you guys got a lot of money yeah. from dealing with the silver chains. Well, so. and
4: I saved mine from the previous, you know, stuff we did, so I still had that. And then I'm kind of saving a little bit to buy any last-minute stuff we need right before we go in. So Fair we'll enough. see.
3: Always we'll a good see.
0: idea. So, what about on yours?
2: On yours bought a ring of protection plus one because you already had an amulet of natural armor and then a headband of wisdom which i'm gonna try to decide what that actually looks like because i think the headbands look super dorky so <laughs> we'll figure something out
0: it's got a little snake on it
2: no ew set no
0: no that this the snake that well the double snake and everything is still the symbol of the pharaoh mm. it's the symbol of uh i can't Wadget.
2: i'm not the, I'm not the well, yeah, I'm not saying that you're wearing a double <laughs> snake
0: like the Aureus, but a single snake would still be. You, you got to keep in mind that while there is Set and then a pet and then but there's also Wadget, who's good snakes. So snakes are both good and bad. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I believe Wadget is literally described as the god of good snakes. It does make me wonder what quantifies it as a good snake versus a, uh, a bad snake. Well, the good
0: snakes are the ones that eat the rodents and keep your grain safe and everything else, and the bad snakes are the poisonous ones that hide in the reeds while you're doing it. Oh, to get okay, through.
3: so it's, con- it's yeah. constriction versus poison. Uh, yeah,
0: kind of, basically. Maybe. I, it kind of depends, too, yeah. It's, it's really at any point a snake could be both good and bad. All snakes are Schrodinger's snake. They're yeah. both good and bad until they bite you. So, as you all go about shopping, dealing with all of this. Citra, you're sitting at one of the variety of different shops here. I imagine, I think you and Onyuris both picked up rings of uh, protection. Yeah, I did. Yeah, and then on yours as well. So probably the two of you sitting at this shop looking over the variety of different wares and they've got all their jewelry and everything. On yours is like, that one's not actually magical. That one's magical. That one's not actually magical. That one's <laughs> magical.
2: <laughs> yep.
0: That one's just a rock glued to a thing. Uh, <laughs> you feel a tap at your shoulder as Falto leans up against the side of the display case and then nearly tipples, topples over it. And <laughs> On yours starts. is
2: like, "What do you I doing?" And he stands really
1: stalk straight. <laughs> yeah.
0: Hey. Hey. <laughs> so I found two eye patches. This one's purple. He holds up one that is nice and fancy and purple. This one has a cat's eye agate. Huh. Would that be two on the nose?
4: It might be two on the nose. I think he would like the purple one because he's a follower of pharasma. I think he'd like Oh, I didn't both.
0: even realize that. I just like purple.
4: Oh. Well, <laughs> well purple is associated with thorasma so oh, double well, win.
0: There we go. So purple it is then. Alright. You guys just buying and selling stuff, getting ready for tonight's adventures.
2: Ons looks away pointedly and is not going to explain that we're going to the necropolis to Citra's boyfriend I
4: thought I, thought I sent a runner to him to tell him what was going on. No I no. could have swore no. I did.
0: I think I, you remember, I remember you mentioning wanting to do that, and then you there was the whole thing with the viper and everything, so I don't think you've gotten a chance to.
4: Oh okay well, um unfortunately, we're about to, to go do something possibly very dangerous and stupid. It's it's not stupid. Well, it is a little stupid, but it needs to be done, so we're going to do it.
0: Uh, what exactly are you...
4: We're headed into the necropolis to see if we can find out what is causing the raising of the dead.
0: Oh. Uh, where all the dead people are. Yeah. Ah, uh, that does sound... Uh, do you you need another sword?
4: Uh, I'm... Well, I would like another sword at my back, or, beside. you know what I mean. Oh, uh, yes. Um, <laughs> unfortunately, you're not sanctioned by the church, and we are. Oh, ah, okay. And I don't think they would let you in with us. Oh, okay. Besides, honestly, I think because you're such a talented swordsman, they're going to need you here in the city. Because there are a lot of people here who cannot defend themselves.
0: Okay. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. You know, and you know all the the mummy runes and all the rest of that stuff to keep you safe so I'm I've sure I've got
4: Danyurus.
0: yeah and then you've got Onyris here he pats Onyris on the shoulder smile Onyris
2: <laughs> thank you right could, could I I'll make myself scarce ah. Onyris leaves this shop <laughs> okay <laughs>
0: uh, <clears throat> um, I'm of course 100% confident in, uh, in your own ability but uh, I, I want you to have something
4: Okay?
0: He fishes inside of his shirt and pulls out an object. It looks like some sort of amulet or necklace. You're not entirely positive. This, uh... This is a little piece from my past. I'm not actually supposed to have it.
4: Why not? <laughs>
0: uh, it can cause some confusion with people. I, I told you before that my father was an explorer.
4: Yes, um, and he got lost in the desert.
0: Yes. I... Attempted to pursue him and, uh, and get some information about where he went, and I may have, uh, may have burned some bridges in the process. Um, oh. But this object, despite its, its difficult connections, has kept me, I think, safe. It's lucky. It served as both a, uh, a holy symbol for me, although I don't necessarily do, uh, do the whole spellcasting thing. But he produces what appears to be maybe a locket or something with a symbol of a mug on the front of it. The symbol's for Caden.
4: Oh, I remember you telling me the story of him. He uh, did a, a test of some sort and became a god and didn't know it.
0: Yes. This is, a uh, In the organization I was part of before I burned some bridges, this is known as a wayfinder.
2: He was a pathfinder. <laughs> what? Uh, I,
0: I think I was supposed to turn it back in when they, uh... When they kicked me out.
4: But you kept it. <laughs> yes. It can't really blame you for that. So Dare I ask why you got kicked out?
0: i I may have broken into some records. My my father was a Pathfinder.
4: Ah. A Pathfinder. And,
0: uh, they're a group of think about a a globe spanning adventuring group. Okay. The extreme archaeologists, if you will. Okay. And sometimes troublemakers, depending on uh, who you ask. Uh, Fair enough. My father was on mission when he disappeared. And I, in my impatience, may have decided to cut out the middleman and break into the records.
4: Oh, maybe not the wisest decisions, but I... I can't exactly blame you. I don't know what I would have done if I knew there was information about my brother. I probably would have done the same.
0: Yeah, so... But no, this... Getting this, this compass, this wayfinder, was the, uh, was the happiest day of my life up until that point. And uh, I, I know it's been a short time, but you're very important to me, and I hope that this keeps you safe.
4: I, I don't know if I can take this from you, if it was <laughs> so important.
0: I'll, you'll, you'll get more use out of it than I will. He reaches out, putting it around your neck. If you speak the, uh, the Tal'dane word, K-hound, K-hound.
4: K-hound.
0: The object bursts into light. Shining a bright radiance around you, it oh. will cause it to light up.
4: <laughs> oh, that comes in handy. Oh, I won't even need my lamp anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, it, it doesn't light things on fire, so you might still need a lamp for some things. Oh, that's. But, true. yeah. Oh, and also, uh, it's a compass. Oh! So, it will point to north.
4: Uh, I was gonna buy one, so that works. Out. <laughs> <laughs> I had it written down and everything. You just
0: push the compass that's on the table back over, like, I'm good. Yeah. So, well, I imagine you've got a lot to do, and uh, I've, I'm going to do what I can to help secure the the walls tonight. So.
4: Are you going to stay in the city for much longer?
0: I uh, yeah. I'll 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 be here when you get back. Okay. Good. All right. just kind of awkwardly shuffles before taking your hand and kissing the back of it with a flourish.
4: She grabs his shirt and pulls him down into a kiss. Oh
0: yeah. They have a r- whole romantic thing. The dwarven. Uh, shop keeps just like get a room
5: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> also it'd be 2000 gold for that ring <laughs> no she he, just
4: kind of waves him off as she's kissing falto and is like just give me a minute <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh yeah uh so um good good luck and uh i'll be here uh waiting eagerly with beta breath
4: all right i'll be safe and try to come out in one piece
0: <laughs> uh yeah uh after after seeing sudi i would uh have very beautiful eyes i think i'll leave it there
4: <laughs> probably wise
0: <laughs> so yeah come back in one piece i will he just kind of shuffles and awkwardly walks away
4: she finally slides over the 2000 gold while still kind of watching him walk out
0: I suppose he'll rejoin on yours out yeah. there
4: yeah he's outside like doo doo doo
1: (laughs) good bird
0: (laughs) all of you can gather together it's probably about noon by the time all of you gather back together stop at one of the variety of different food carts out here to get some lunch for your I imagine you know go for broke and spend uh, as much as you want since this might be your last good meal for some time or depending on how poorly things go
1: Sagira picked up a new bag of stuff and in her bag of stuff she has a cooking kit a fine bottle of wine supplies for four good meals for four people for three days essentially (laughs) <laughs> so four people's worth of meals for three days okay uh and you know food to feed our cat
3: <laughs> okay yeah uh sudi i went and picked up uh 20 trail rations four alchemist oh. fires and four holy waters because i was just like i'm just gonna feed everybody
1: i too am feeding everyone yeah so we but only one good idea. meal a day
3: mm. yeah
2: y'all are nicer i just bought ones for Brazil, <laughs> on your spot 10 trail rations i already have alchemist fire and holy water
3: yeah but I, I was like, "Hey, look! The two things that I I wish I'd always had. Oh, I also didn't mention. I actually did pick up some uh, cure light wounds potions, also, just in case you know. Oh yeah, bad things happen. Me too. Okay. I you mean... guys stock up some stuff from the uh, the temple and everything, because yeah, it's a lot faster to pull it out of your own pack than somebody else's. So all of you gather
0: together, eat your fine lunch. Yummy. And I suppose realize that now there's nothing really left to do but get going. I imagine for Sudi this is probably a uh, a complicated
3: filling. Yeah, Sudi feels a little guilty at how excited he is to go to Ubet's Folly. Yeah. Because he's always wanted to go to Ubet's Folly. But it's also, oh, God, we might die while we're there.
4: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, we might.
3: At least I'll die
0: on Ubet's Folly. (laughs) Oh. 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 Sad. You make your way across the market. The wind blows its way off of the river and makes slow paths through the city streets. The sun beats down as you've approached noon. And at this point, many people are making their way inside or going about their own business. And honestly, just looking around, it looks like life has returned to normal for most of the, the living side. There's still that, that quietness as people are watching up. And distantly, occasionally, you will pass by as you make your way further away from the central market. Uh, following along the outside, you hear the sounds of mourners uh, for those who have been lost. You pass by the Sanctum of Silver and Gold. The Church of Abadar shining brilliantly in the light of the noonday sun. The priests standing outside and accepting in bodies as well for their parishioners that were followers of Abadar as opposed to Phrasma. And anointing them with holy water. Eventually, as you pass this point, you make your way across a large market area. This is kind of an old market. Not the sunburst market in all of its glory, but a smaller market that is... This is kind of where most of the locals get their stuff. Around you are spread out wide rugs, oftentimes about 10 feet at a side, wide square rugs covered in dates and carrots, leeks, uh, cabbages, and such. This is more of the farmer's market as opposed to the business market that is kept between the two temples of Phrasma and Abador.
1: Perfect. This is where I've picked up all the supplies for making meals.
0: <laughs> Get some fine food here.
1: Including some flour so I can make pancakes in the morning. <laughs>
0: The people here are going about the regular business. A man off to the side is in the process of whittling small wooden figurines. Another man nearby is spitting a potter's will and constructing simple pots to be used by the common people, not the fancier pots that you would find decorated, or even the faux fancy pots that are oftentimes decorated with ancient symbols of the uh, Osirian people and then sold to tourists who have no idea that there's a difference. Beyond this market is the Temple of Watchet. The temple is almost a bit too generous of a statement. Shrine of Wadjet is what is usually referred to as. Mm. It is a large stone building that basically has four walls, but no roof. So uh, it's,
4: it's like an open courtyard sort of thing.
0: Yeah. A set of stone steps ascends up to the shrine. And in the center of the shrine is a statue depiction of the goddess Wadjet, a female form with the head of a snake. Uh, her hands are stretched out towards either side in almost like a welcoming, embracing motion and two uraeus double-headed snakes circle around the base of the shrine st- shrine statuary cool. incense burns on either side of this and a second set of steps descends off of the back of this descending all the way down until it makes its way down to the river itself the steps actually descend entirely into the river anyone that has a knowledge
3: local or knowledge history may roll either
1: and yep. i've hey. been here this is where i got my
3: Uh, time to mention i have a dice tower that was sent to me by uh one of our fans named tj so if you hear the that's me rolling um that's a new sound actually also rolls fantastic for his first official on-air roll i get a 24 24 uh i get a 27 27 perfect 20
1: years gets a 26 on history
4: I think this just proves that uh, Citra's not from here because she only got a twelve local. <laughs>
1: that okay. makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I literally went here the other day to get my cool cat amulet uh, of armor.
0: That's true, uh, with the exception of Citra, who's just kind of like, "Well, I'm not really from here." Yeah. Um, <laughs> you're like, "Oh, okay, it's a nice shrine. It's a shrine to the old gods." Does Citra have knowledge religion? Nope. Nope. Yeah. So you're I, like, it "I is, only know my one god." Yeah, you you know Osiris. You probably know um, Horus. Well, you, you would know the other deities in relationship to Osiris. There yeah. isn't a huge relationship between Wajit and Osiris. For the rest of you, you know that this temple is actually the oldest temple in Wati. The temple itself has a single gold stone that, from what you understand, is supposed to be underneath the shrine that was laid there by the Pharaoh Dejeridat II himself wow. when he consecrated this shrine. This is basically the oldest and kind of the, this is the original old God that served this city. And considering, uh, what do you guys get taking 10 of like an old religion? Uh, 15 for me. Oh, 11, 19. Yeah. <laughs> 10. <laughs> uh, so at the very least Sudian on yours could kind of catch people up that Wadjet is the green empress is her common term. She's the goddess of good serpents, the river Sphinx itself and wisdom. She is the patron and protector of Osirian and nourishes the kingdom as the River Sphinx nourishes the land and its people. She is a teacher and giver of wi- wisdom, uh, a protector of kings. Wajit supports Ra and Horus as the de- deities of rulership, but as the guardian of all of Osirian, she works with Kepri to protect the common folk as well. Kepri the goddess and not the woman named after the goddess. <laughs> uh, Wajit is the patron of Pharos and the Uraeus, uh, which is her symbol, the double-headed stick, is part of the royal regalia of Osirian. Ascending up the steps, though, you could give your nods to the statue, you pay your respects there. Descending down the steps, the steps descend down to the river itself. There are a vast number of the common people here uh, crowded around the base of the steps. In large part because it seems like the priestesses have gathered, have brought out their sacred bowls and are basically dipping these into the river, consecrating the water and then anointing the bodies of the deads brought by the common folk. Mm. These they do over and over as they stand waist deep in the, the edge of the river here, standing amongst the reeds. Seemingly not as concerned about the creatures of the water or anything else like that, just because you're going to guess protected by the sanctity of their goddess.
1: I pull out the robes that I've been wearing that I'm not wearing currently to give back to them. Very
0: well. A single priestess sends separate from the rest. It looks like most of the the lay priestesses are down below. This woman is dressed in the full refinery of the priestess's garbs most of the people that are making their way down to the river uh have stripped down to their small clothes and are anointing themselves in the water mm. the woman in question turns and glances back towards all of you segura had met with her previously when you'd come to deliver your amulet to be enchanted uh, yes i think that was about like three or four days ago at this point
3: <laughs> yeah it's been a bit
0: the woman gives all of you a nod as you begin to descend down, ascending up the steps to meet you on one of the the steps kind of descend down in groups of about fifteen before reaching a platform and then descending down again as they make their way down to the river, so she what? meets you on one of the platforms. What's her name? Amri. Welcome to the House of the Green Empress.
1: Good morning. I have these robes that we found, um Well it's a long story, but I figure they belong to you guys.
0: Oh, uh, thank you. She takes the robes. Uh, we
1: need a
2: boat to Ubat's Folly.
0: You are the doorkeepers yes we are
1: oh yeah yes that's us
0: Septi reached out to me and informed me of your uh, informed me of your need to go to abet's folly please follow me. I know a man that can help assist oh, you we'll do we follow she ascends back up the steps, leaves the robes that you provided her in the shrine From here you turn towards the east, following this for a short time before she takes you back down towards the river's side making your way along the muddy banks of the river until you see that there are a number of docks tied up down here. Most of the boats have been pulled almost fully onto shore just to protect them, and you notice that almost no one is down by the river's edge. Again, with your previous run-in with the the crocodiles in the Sunrise Market, you probably don't really blame them. <laughs> Nearby, you can see that there's a large building that looks like it was a warehouse at one point, although it seems that some entrepreneurial person has retrofitted it into... Effectively, just kind of a fop house. Mm. The woman makes her way over towards this, and you see that there's a single man out working on his boat, re securing the sides of it, wrapping large amounts of twine around the outside of a vessel that is comprised almost entirely of reeds, dried, wrapped around it to provide for support, and a single wooden platform set on top of it. A large single mass comes off of the top of this, stretching up from which a single sail could be hung. Although, in the closer waters here, you're going to guess that this is mostly used as a more of a barge, pushed by a large barge pole, which you can see is propped up against the central mast as well. Two buoys set off towards either side of this vessel, attached by long poles, and amongst them you can see a variety of different... It seems like nets set to the side of it, but not for fishing, but for holding cargo that wouldn't be damaged by the water, so that the deck is still free, but the nets can kind of support secure them to the buoys on either side. As such, you get the impression that this man is less of a fisherman and probably a bargeman that runs between the cities. The man stands to his feet. Standing now, he's actually closer to, I think Onyurus is six something, isn't he?
2: Onyurus is six foot three.
0: Yeah. So he's just slightly shorter than Onyurus. He is bald as well. Shaved bald, although there is a stubbly growth that he hasn't been taking or keeping up with it over the past couple of days, probably. Uh, As well as a stubbly growth across his chin and cheeks. He's bare chested. And obviously sees a lot of sun, but is very deeply tanned. He glances back towards all of you approach. His face splits open into a smile that judging by the lines around his eyes, you'd say he's probably in his early thirties, but judging about the the lines around his eyes, you're going to guess that he smiles often.
4: Oh, nice. Good.
0: The priestess nods, steps forward, speaks to him for a moment, returns back with him to all the rest of you. Doorkeepers, this is Amon Etrus. Nice to meet you. (laughs) <laughs> Pleasure to meet you. I understand that you're wishing to go out to Ubet's Folly and risk your life.
1: It's, yeah. That it, sounds Watt about is right. weird, mm, but we're going we need to.
3: We have business out there.
0: Mm.
1: <laughs> so serious.
0: Oh, well. Uh, well, I am Omnitris, and I can take care of you.
1: Great. All right. I'm Sakira, this is Sudi, that's Citra, and that's Onuris, and this is uh Isra, and that's uh, Onurit. Onurit.
0: He smiles, kneeling down and kind of stretching a hand out towards the cat, who just watches him with an almost bland expression of disinterest. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well. So, I understand that you're doing this to help save the city, is what the priestess tells
2: me. It's our intent. Hmm. That is the goal.
0: Well, then, consider that to be the price of admission.
2: Great, thank you.
0: All right, thank you. He makes his way back towards the ship. The priestess inclines her head. The blessings of Wajet on all of you. I wish you nothing but safety in your journey.
2: Thank you, thank you.
0: Be cautious. The serpents of the city of the river have grown restless and scared. Mm. This this energy is unnatural, and I can only imagine of the the dangers that you will find beyond the wall, and perhaps even before you reach it. Ubet's folly is a sanctuary for the children of Wajet. Mm. Please treat them with respect.
1: On yours has a great spell.
0: <laughs> Works on one. snake. Oh, the only other snake you've ever run into—cigarette charm. Oh, that's anyway, true. And I'm so. really good with
1: snakes. We're friends. We're <laughs> good. I'm good
0: with snakes. Do not draw the blood of the snake on this island.
4: Okay. Okay. We need some berry White. You know, Lord the Snakes. Nobody saw that episode of The Simpsons. No. Mm-hmm. Nobody seen this. It was hilarious. No. It was so good.
0: <laughs> I'm escorts all of you back over to a ship. Probably has the. I was, I was about to say the strongest amongst you know, mentioned on Eurus, but I think it's actually Sudi and Segura. Uh, I've got a 16 strength
4: 14. Yeah. It's yeah. not Citra.
1: <laughs> I think <laughs> it's Segura. It's <Sagira. laughs>
0: yeah, so Segura and Sudi help him take his boat, push it back into the, the river proper. Yeah.
1: No, I'm yeah. wirey. <laughs> Goodness. I mean, yes.
0: Do any of you have experience on the rivers?
1: I can't say that I do. No. No. I'm good with snakes. Have you no. traveled the
0: rivers before? I haven't no uh
1: how did i get here you had did, what a
4: i've move. had to travel over yeah, river
0: technically you would have had to travel over river to get from on to tefu and then from tefu to wati huh. i
4: i've traveled the rivers coming from on but that's the extent of it hmm. just traveling between the cities
0: huh. i may enlist one of you to assist me with this, as we make our crossing the stretch between Ubet's Folly and the shore can be a little treacherous the narrower straight here means the water runs much faster and we're going to need to make our way down river but not gain too much speed hmm. uh, one of you volunteer
1: I mean what does it involve
0: uh, I mean mechanically speaking it's basically a wisdom check because it's a be me uh, I have
1: a decent wisdom i got
0: a 14 wisdom I what guess the
1: cleric will step up you're a big guy <laughs> citrus only got a 12 in that so
0: yeah so you will assist me my fine friend certainly just judging by your no offense your features it will be a pleasure to have a servant of horse aboard our ship <laughs>
1: thank you that's funny your features
0: i've traveled the river for many a year my brother was a riverman himself uh, unfortunately i took over his his boat uh, he's he's alive
2: Okay. Oh, okay, okay, good. As we're all like, oh. awkward
0: like silence here. <laughs> no, he dozed off one evening and his hand dipped into the water, and the crocodile relieved him of it. And oh. it makes it somewhat mm. difficult to be an oarsman with one hand. I so. look at Sudie
1: and I say, Do not put your paws in the water.
0: Nothing. He discovered afterwards, though, that a sonorous singing voice could easily carry his own business, and so he makes a fair tithe uh, down in the marketplaces of On, where he supports my niece and nephew, beautiful children.
1: Oh, that's fun. Yes.
0: <laughs> So I have traveled these, uh, these rivers for the better part of 20 years now, so I will get you safely to your destination.
1: Excellent. We have faith in you.
0: So, uh, lastly, before we board, um, I, I know that you're all the adventuring sort, but I will warn you that you can never predict what will happen on the river. I, mostly speaking to you, my priestly friend, I'm not certain if you wish to wear armor so heavy. I think it's actually Mithril, but he's not really aware of Yeah, it's of
2: that, only got so. a minus one, so I mm. mean... I think I'll be all right.
0: The choice is yours. All of you can make your way onto the ship. For Sudi and Sagira especially, having never been on the river, you know, it is the lifeblood of Wati. You are Osirian. You've been raised with this respect for the river Sphinx. But there's also the understand that it is the bringer of the good things of the flood. It is also the killer.
4: (laughs) Yeah, Hippos, man.
3: Hippos.
0: But the four of you do get on the boat. Sudi and Sagira, I imagine, somewhat uncomfortably.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've been to Bargetown, so, like, I at least kind of know what the rocking is like, but never when the boat's moving. Yeah. Yeah.
0: You can sit down if you would like. Uh, you might find that that steadies you a little bit more. Although, uh, again, the previous story being uh, an example, maybe don't dangle your feet over the side.
1: I definitely don't do
3: that, and I definitely <laughs> sit down. No, yeah, so he definitely crosses his legs and, like, you know, kind of gets a meditative pose.
0: You can you can grab onto the uh, the mast itself if it helps steady you. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of cramped on here. <laughs> you have um, a lot of
1: people and a cat.
0: Yeah, you have a lot of people and a cat and a bird. The bird's probably just perched on top of the mast or flying overhead. Ezra <laughs> um, doesn't seem particularly fond of the idea of climbing on this, but you can coax her on to the... Get
1: on here.
0: Come on, come on. Uh, she hops on and just eyes everything warily. The The boat itself is about 15 feet in overall length, and at its widest point is about five and a half feet wide.
1: Oh, yikes. Yeah.
0: Um, the two buoys... Protruding on either side means that if you sit on the side, you can actually p- put your feet on the side buoys that keep it kind of supported because those are like attached back onto the vessel and keep your feet out of the water. But again, there's not a whole lot of room on this thing.
4: Okay. It's like the ships from Waterworld. Sure. Yeah. Well, you have like the main one and then the two things coming off the side, right?
0: Yeah, they're, they're yeah. kind of the, yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of a standard selling thing.
4: Yeah, but I don't know jack about sailing, but I've seen Waterworld. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> the man casts off pushing free beginning to, as all of you make your way up along the river, kind of keeping things steady, uh, on yours, he orders you about on pulling in the lines here, adjusting that there, occasionally telling you to grab the other pole and push off as you make your way down, you're not traveling a very, very far distance. Uh, you think it shouldn't take you more than maybe 15, 20, 30 minutes tops to get across. Mostly the difficulty is you're trying to, you know, the water is much faster. Here, and you're trying to navigate, effectively going across the water instead of navigating it with it. So the water is pushing on the left side of the ship on your port and dragging down to the starboard. So you find heroes. You are uh, experienced warriors. Um,
4: against certain things.
3: Are you far travelers?
4: I mean, I'm from On. I'm from Wati.
3: I've I'm never left Wati. I'm also from Wati. Never left Wati. Oh,
0: both of you are natives then? Mm-hmm. Yes. Can I ask you, um, have you heard of a woman named Basra?
2: Have I heard of a woman I named Basra?
0: That does sound vaguely number. familiar. Have I? All of you can make me a knowledge knowledge local or knowledge nobility.
2: I have neither of these.
1: I have local. I get an 11. On
2: yours gets a 20, uh, that's a number. 21 on nobility.
0: 21 nobility. Uh, what were the locals? I, I have nothing. 11. Uh, oh, okay.
4: Sitcher gets a 26 local.
0: Citra, you do know of a Basra. Not from Wati. You do remember a Basra that was at the, the temple of Nethys that's also the library in Tefu. Oh. You don't think she was... She wasn't working there, but you remember that there was a woman there studying. You remember the name being mentioned a couple of times, but not much else beyond that.
2: Oh, okay.
0: uh, on yours, you do know that there is a Basra Akhinti.
2: Of the Akhintis?
0: Akhinti. Is that, is that an important name in Wati?
2: It's one of the noble families. One of their daughters is named Basra. Oh. Why? Oh, well, nothing.
4: I mean, wasn't mm-hmm. there, a, there was a Basra at the, the library in Tefu as well? I
2: mean, it wouldn't be unheard of for a noble woman to go study there, but I don't remember ever meeting her.
4: Well, me neither. Oh. Why?
0: I I escorted her across the river. Some time back there was a there was a bit of a it was a rough passage she was the only person traveling, she and her donkey a fine mule <laughs> nothing you'll think me silly
1: was she going to ubat's folly
0: no no i was i was taking her from tefu back to wati oh, uh,
1: i thought amazing. perhaps
0: she lived here we had the most engaging conversations you know, i was just thinking of looking her up
1: what'd she talk about
0: uh, apparently she studies uh law or legalese uh she said that she was returning to wati to to gather some finances and was going to return back to tefu i was hoping to see her again but i had not since then uh something about the uh the arrival of Mumunofra. who's that any of those of you wish may make me again a knowledge nobility oh I, don't,
1: oh I
2: don't have
0: that 20 20 on yours you most certainly know of Mumunofra, her excellent momenofra of sothis Fanbearer at the right hand of the king.
2: <laughs> wow, okay.
0: She's a very, uh, you know that she's a very powerful uh, courtier from Osirian's capital city. The rank is mostly ceremonial, but it comes with significant prestige and influence, implying a close personal relationship with the ruby prince, Kemet Third the Mumunofra effectively would act as the Pharaoh's personal representative whenever she's on official business, so is kind of treated as if the Pharaoh himself were coming.
2: Have we heard of her coming to the city, or supposed to be coming to the city?
0: Uh, Wati, no, yeah. but he seems to be implying that she was going to Tefu.
2: She's one of the Pharaoh's representatives.
0: Oh, well, well uh, apparently Basra was saying that she was uh, interested in representing her family to uh, this Mumunofra or Bamonofra, or whatever.
3: Interesting.
0: Oh, okay. Well, uh, a noble woman, then. All right.
1: Uh, oh well. <laughs> I mean, it's a noble family of adventuring, right? Isn't that their deal? We met the son.
0: Yeah, they're they're all about the adventure and the excitement and everything.
4: Yeah. Figure Sitcher kind of leans over to Sigur and is like, "I think he likes her."
1: And I lean back and say, "Yeah, duh." <laughs> <laughs>
0: The man stares dreamily across the river as he continues to... I
1: could try to get a message to
2: her from could
0: you.
3: Could you? No.
2: Oh.
0: Matchmaker
1: um, on your ass.
0: Oh, um, can I ask you a question, uh, sir?
1: Don't call me sir. <laughs> you just oh. on
2: your ass. Oh, my okay. Weird. You,
0: you look like an educated man.
2: I'd like to think so.
0: Are you a lettered man? Yes. If I were to recite a poem, could you write it for me?
2: Yes yours is like, what have I gotten myself into? Oh, I God. lean back
1: over to Citron. and I go, he's going to write a poem. <laughs> <laughs> this is R- great.
0: Great. Uh, then, uh, yes, of course.
1: Oh, God. I thought she was going to be evil or something, but now I think this is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Elbow CD. You should write a poem for Idris. yours can write it for you.
3: You seem to be under the impression that I know any poems. But
4: you, you come up with it. You, like... You create it.
3: I've never tried to do that.
4: That doesn't mean you can't.
3: I guess that's true. Hmm.
4: Come on, think like Falto. He would try anything.
1: Oh gosh, Falto.
3: Yeah, uh, true. Although I don't know if Falto is the best uh, role model for my so, relationship with Idris. I
1: don't know. He's pretty like romantic or whatever.
3: Do you have paper, perhaps, and a pen?
1: Onyers does
2: have these things. <laughs> <laughs> of course
0: So you suppose do. you take out your Scrivener's book, uh, lay out the paper, and fold the, the scroll.
2: Sudi, so, take this. Onyers hands you the pole or whatever that we've been using to steer. All
3: right, Sudi. Holds it. Yeah, he just like awkwardly hold. like he's just like, he's sitting cross-legged just awkwardly holding this pole, like, what?
0: Uh, so so I do, I I did start working on a poem. Uh, so uh, write this down. I think it's good. So, uh, Your beauty has penetrated all within me, like honey plunged into water, like an odor which penetrates spices, as when one mixes juices and wine. Nevertheless, you run to seek your city, like the steed upon the battlefield, as the warrior rolls along on the spokes of his wheels. For heaven makes your love, like the advance of flames and straw, and its longing like the downward swoop of a hawk. So?
3: <laughs> yeah, like, Sudi just, like, it, with his 10 intelligence, I don't know if, if Sudi's ever really, like, been educated to appreciate poetry, so it's just kind of like. is um, <laughs> yeah, okay.
1: also like. I think it penetrated. I, I think it wor-
4: works, but <laughs> you, you use this this one word too many times. It's
2: profession how do you do is it poetry is gonna be a charisma check, right?
3: It'd be perform poetry. It'd I be a perform. Yeah.
2: Can I make a charisma check to kinda help it you
0: know this yeah, out ahead. a little you, bit, you guys, and anyone that wishes to help. aid another. I will wanna, totally try to aid on your slow barge trek across. Continue your conversation <coughs> oh, wow. over. Wow, I poetry. totally
1: aid. Sudi's is becoming it, very
4: familiar sh- with love poems. Is it just a straight charisma <laughs> check, or yeah, unless anyone uh, unless you have performed,
3: performed
1: poetry. But, oh, then I don't aid.
3: Uh, Sudi does not aid either.
1: I aid. I'm pretty good at poetry, apparently. Okay, so oh. with uh, citrus out, the breakout team of Sagira was, and we both had schooling.
2: That's a thing. Citrus didn't go to twelve. I got a twenty-one.
0: Twenty-one. You can offer a couple of uh, suggestions, mostly judging by all of your facial reactions. The removal of the word penetrate twice from the (laughs) book. as a fun side note actual ancient Egyptian lip poem. huh anyway, seriously yeah really? oh, comparing cool. women
1: to horses is weird there's a lot of <laughs> weirdness in Although there I
0: actually kind of like that part it's like you rush forward like the steed on the battlefield
1: but it's not like a warrior yeah. on a battlefield it's the horse we'll help <laughs>
2: them smooth this out
0: well the Egyptians loved their horses I, <laughs> I, was, I was gonna yeah. say yeah like strange. the spokes of the wheel yeah, so you could, you know, definitely kind of help him, kind of conversation, go you know, cross to a couple of things. You know, he seems to be very receptive to this, especially since you've obviously both on Eurus and Citra were like, oh yeah, from when we were studying there. So he's like, oh okay, they're educated people, uh, uh, and you know, Segura's like obviously educated her so well, at least somewhat educated. I
1: went herself. to school in middle school.
0: I went to school, and Sudi's just over there
3: like, uh, I'm paddle. going to push this barge.
1: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, I have a Sudi a is
3: just like, I'm gonna just. Pretend I'm not here and and steer.
1: So what Sudi always does when there's like romance <laughs> happening.
3: <laughs> but after about, you know, ten minutes of kind of doing a bit
0: of a roundhouse discussion about poetry, the proper ways of doing it, and Sudy just kind of sitting there awkwardly going, Okay, you know, I've got I've got this other love poem I recently received. I'm struck yeah,
3: exactly like by that's, that, that's definitely part of it. It's like, "Oh, I remember my the poem I got that was creepy and stalkery." <laughs> I was
0: also compared to pomegranate, I think.
3: <laughs> yes, yes I was. Don't
1: compare people to food maybe.
0: <laughs> the Egyptians were really big on comparing people to like food and animals and like the downward swoop of the hawk.
1: That was interesting. That was interesting.
0: Uh, Although it implies yeah. you're
1: about to be murdered.
0: On yours, you're able to, you know, kind of twist this around and improve it. You know, you're a noble son of a noble family. Mm.
1: Um, you've written a love note in your day.
0: You've probably you've probably written a couple of, at the very least, some poetry and everything as part of your classical training.
1: Yeah, probably not love poems. I don't know. Probably
0: seen some of the horrible love notes written to your sister.
2: Yeah, I have probably seen uh,
0: those. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. <laughs> By the point that you're, you'd say almost approaching towards the island itself you're you're comfortable with how this sounds uh you kind of probably write it in a much nicer script sprinkle some sand that you carry with you across it to dry out the ink before folding it up and uh, i guess returning it back to the man
1: nice workshop everyone
0: yes <laughs> well thank thank you so much I, I i greatly appreciate this i will find the time and courage to uh to hopefully give this to her when uh when she hopefully i I get the chance to uh, if she finds my barge to take her back across the river uh, and if you should find yourself in further need i I have some some wood here. I can provide all of you once we reach the uh, island. so if you can can return to the island or can't find another way back across, you can light a fire and I'll come out and and collect you. Ah, nice. I, I don't know if that will be much of an option, but if you find yourself stuck, feel free to take it., Okay, that's much appreciated. Uh, it's good and, to have a backup plan. Yes, the letters is very much appreciated. You, sir, have the have the soul of a poet.
4: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> we don't. Ah, uh,
0: the warrior
3: poet on yours.
0: You begin to approach the island. Large date trees mark the outside of this island, grown wild over time. And while the the edges closest to the water are still just mud, further along you can actually see springing stringy grass. Which manages to grow and spurts along the the edges of the island, although the central portion of it still seems to be given over simply to stone. Hmm. Well, once there was a fortress here. Any signs of it have effectively disappeared, buried under the fine dwarven construction. The design of this this sphinx, which stares mysteriously out across the waters just looking out and guarding, you suppose. Its face is that of a woman, and seems to be strangely... It's not that the Sphinx ex- expression that at the very least Onurus and Citra would have seen in the libraries in Tefu studying on the ancient texts, or that uh, Sagira may have seen some in her early schooling, or even in the occasional book that Sudis managed to steal with drawn depictions of the Sphinxes. It's not that expression of the pharaohs where there's just a slight smirk it's almost this disapproving stare hmm. Hmm. as the barge begins to approach closer you realize how large
3: this structure is
1: I, like hit uh sudi on the arm like hey the face <laughs> sphinx hmm.
3: yes not the real one though well, Real ones are a little bit smaller
1: maybe they live in there you think so i don't know if i was a sphinx i would live in a house shaped like me <laughs> Why? That
3: that would be like building a house that looks like a person. But it's like in disapproving.
1: What if this was like the Sphinx mom, and she was they like made a house with her expression where she was disapproving? Like moms can be or dads, I guess.
3: Oh, you think it's like a and uh, then like, like the maybe children's a construction like a pyramid, kind of. Like, maybe this was the ruler Sphinx.
1: I think we know the history of this building, but I don't remember it, and so I like this idea better. (laughs)
3: Okay.
0: You know that at one point it was a fortress, uh, then the fortress was abandoned, and then the dwarves took over the fortress and then changed it to make it look like a Sphinx.
2: And the dwarf's name was Ubet, so...
1: Yeah, the dwarves did this. They had a crazy
0: cult, and then they kept digging tunnels, and then eventually... They're just like, we guess the tunnels collapsed on them, everyone just disappeared one day. <laughs>
1: they're gonna be in here somewhere. We're gonna uh, have to fight towards they're, they're
3: the uh, they just kept digging deeper and deeper and deeper.
1: Yeah, so like maybe they had a sphinx who like they worshipped and this was like their monument to them, so there might be a sphinx. I don't know.
3: But the
0: sphinx continues to stare off into the east, watching towards the rising sun. Although there is you no know, the sun's currently high noon, but yeah. where the sun would rise. Let's go ahead and get a perception roll from the party.
1: There's supposed to be a lot of snakes here and alligators. Ah, oh, my perception. You're too excited about sphinxes? I'm a
3: little too excited. I'm not going to lie.
1: I get a 22 because I don't think this counts as urban.
3: Probably not. Uh, it does not. Okay. City uh, so, gets, yep, gets a 14. <laughs> 14?
1: Sister only gets a 15. On yours gets an 11. I win.
2: I still did better
3: than on <laughs> oh, yours. Oh,
1: does, uh, does Isra need to make a check?
0: Yes, Isra gets one as well.
1: Uh, She gets
4: a 23. Oh, wait, sorry. I did my math wrong. I was looking at my... Linguistics, not my perception. I actually got an 18. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's better. <laughs> yeah.
2: On her, it gets a 20. it got
0: a... 23.
4: 23.
0: You begin to make your final approach. Looking over the island, you do see the occasional snake slithering through the mud, uh, some of them seeming to note your approach and beginning to retreat back towards the high grass. For the most part, this place seems quite and calm, although you do, of course, realize that this is closer to the necropolis than many of the southern portions of Wati. This mm-hmm. is well within the radius of the pulse. Mm. So I imagine you eye the Sphinx in this structure warily. Segura, next to you, probably your hand on the back of her neck, keeping her steady, Isra bristles, Uh-oh. kind of tensing as she brings her back legs up to plant all four legs under her as she stares intently off towards the water, although you can't tell why. Her nose sort of flares as she begins to glance out and you hear a screech overhead from on her head.
1: Right, as he there. takes
0: to the wing, hitting into the air, it takes you a couple of seconds to watch, looking for crocodiles, looking for any of these snakes. Something lightly bumps the boat, and then the water next to the vessel explodes upwards in a rain and shower as the gaping maw of a massive hippopotamus
1: oh, stretches oh, no. open
0: and lets out a horrific yell.
1: Hippos are so terrible animals.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nope. And we will pick it up here next time. Preview.
1: Preview. It's a hungry, hungry next. hippo. It's uh, the marbles. horse. I am not a marble. <laughs> If we were marbles we should pick our colors. I think I would be
3: black. I'm all, I'm black. Oh you're not gonna be purple for Pharasma? I could be purple or it could be green for my eyes, I guess. Oh well, you can be black if you want to be black. I, I... Yeah, you eyes are. It's still so fresh the
5: wound.